Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Get attacked by an angry shark. Stuck up a mountain in the dark. Pushed off the top of a big landmark. Hit by lightning in your local park. Caught in a downpour of acid rain. Struck by a meteor or a train. A proton beam passing through your brain. Attacked by that angry shark again. Hear how they survive. Trampled by a herd of buffalo Chased with an axe by your new friend Joe Buried alive in a pile of snow The worst case scenario Hello, hi Welcome to Worst Case Scenario The podcast where we tell each other stories of people who survived the worst case scenario Nice, it's in the title Yeah, like bad stories But they they survive God, I hate us. Um, have you had a good week? Yeah. No, <laughs> that's not convincing. It's been a busy week. Yeah. I went to Spain. Oh, yeah. How I was... brought you a gift. Stop it. Well, I actually bought the the podcast a gift. Oh, okay. Less excited now. Oh, my God. Produce Neil is so excited. <laughs> it's a shock. <laughs> Pop it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I went to Spain. She's left the tag on. With, <laughs> with a group of influencers to visit the Love Island villa. And in duty free, well, they all bought shot glasses for their boyfriends. <laughs> I bought a plastic shark hand puppet. Wow. And I had to, I had to leave, leave the shop and turn to GK Barry, just a very famous influencer, just going... Don't ask. <laughs> Did you wear it on your hand? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> For the whole I, flight. The shark said, don't ask. Yeah. <laughs> don't talk to me. Can we do a whole episode where you do it through the shark? <laughs> <laughs> what are we calling him? Um, I want to call him Bruce, but that is taken from... Yeah. No, it's got to be a sh- name. Sharon. Let's make it a woman. Women can be sharks. Women can't be sharks. <laughs> sharks are not women. Dolphins are women. Sharks are men. <laughs> Sheila. That's still a woman. I know, but I'm trying to change, all right? Oh, you just didn't like Sharon. Okay, <laughs> fine. No, I just... I just... See, Sheila I, if... makes her sound quite Australian, so that's nice. That's that quite, goes... I actually quite like... <gasps> can we mount her well, to the so wall, the I wonder? If you, if you have a pin, it can... I thought it could be like a little head. Great. Let's nail her to the wall. Sorry, right. Sheila. Jesus. <laughs> you only just met her. <laughs> Take me for dinner first. Um, if you want a pun, can we call it Joshua? Joshua. Joshua from Neil. Neil is supporting the producer Neil. <laughs> producer Neil's like, can we make it a man? Can we make it a man, please? I like Joshua. Joshafina. <laughs> Joshafina. There we go. She's done it. Joshafina. There we go. Welcome to the podcast, hey. Joshafina. Ooh, she from looks. Mallorca. She looks angry, doesn't she? She went missing in my flat and I found (laughs) one of my housemates had just shoved her in a bottom jaw is that why one of your housemates is leaving (laughs) someone had glued his pants and been like what the fuck is this that's horrible (laughs) and hid hid it no yeah one of my housemates is leaving already I've only been there since January I've already driven her out how long has she been there before you got there two years (laughs) (laughs) not good she immediately goes no, she's just very happy mm. in her relationship. Yeah, they are now, anyway. Boo. Mm. Um, so we had to do our our advert yesterday. Oh, yeah. Our Facebook advert, begging people. Is that how you found... Oh, that's how you that's found how them, I isn't found it? Them. Yeah. Should I read you it? Please. Okay. You'll be living... Oh, I should pro- probably shouldn't say my housemates' names. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be living with housemate number one, age, and Abby, age ambiguous who are both 57. creative fun people we love to hang out and watch tv and movies in the evening when we're all around we do borrow my doggy a lot <laughs> so often have dogs about 
preferably you're a fan of animals too and we like an evening in the pub because we wanted to sound fun mm. um when was the last time you were in the pub <laughs> i genuinely don't know <laughs> it's literally around the corner we don't go <laughs> we were like we <laughs> we wrote we like to watch tv mm. And then we were like, what else? And then Ash was like, we go to the cinema. I was like, that's still TV and movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, we say about exercise, which is really going to turn some people off. Mm. Um, and then we say, like, we're busy people. We just enjoy pe- each other's company when we can. Ability to banter, important. Oh, I'm out. And then it says, also, <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm going to say a name. Also, Ash will make you chant at the moon. Um, LGBTQ plus friendly chant at the moon okay so when I moved into this house first month did I meet Ash was Ash the one who came home when we were recording because she seemed really nice she no that was Nat she's leaving okay Ash is a bitch (laughs) (laughs) she's the worst I'll be honest I'm sure Ash you're lovely but (laughs) chanting at the moon you've lost me she so first month I lived there yeah um what's one of the first things I knew from her was she left a room once by just saying, I can feel the moon. And oh. I was like, oh no, oh, this was dear. not in the Red flag, where's the red flag? She did not, she did not claim this <laughs> when I came and interviewed at this house. They didn't mention that in their Facebook post. No, I really think it's going to, we put it in as a joke, <laughs> but it's really going to turn people off. Maybe um, that's good though. But then, yeah, and then it was a full moon and she was like, Abby, you are going to have to chant with us. And I was like, I don't have the self-esteem or confidence for this. I can't. What's I- the purpose of the chanting? Um, well, hers, she just asked for a man with a big penis. That was literally the chant. Oh, it's like, it's like, um, like a Christmas wish list. Yeah. Like the, like the letter Santa. you write to Santa. Yeah. yeah. So basically she, she got a kitchen dining chair. She put it in the window. Um, she put all her crystals on it. <laughs> she, <laughs> so she's, she's really into like managing. I was waiting for the crystals. <laughs> I'm dragging her through the mud here. She's either going to love this for the attention or hate me forever. Um, cause she does, we get on. My money's on the latter. <laughs> You're really underestimating how much she loves attention. <laughs> Are you not hearing this story? Okay, so she's really into like manifestations and crystals. Again, this was not pre-claimed. Um, uh, but she knows that people... Like- I would pay so much money to see your face when she said, Ash, get the crystals out. We're chanting at the moon. No, but so she like goes on dates and she knows people judge it heavily so she once was like on a date and the guy was like oh you know all these people into star signs she's like ha, 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 yeah and then he came back to her room and she had to like get all, all her manifestations around her table and she had to just like sweep them off onto the floor and like tear it all down as he came in what does that mean what are her manifestations i, I think manifestation is when like a hot person just asks for something okay <laughs> So, but then what, so what no, did she not, clear It's like off? when you're like, uh, we're really going to piss people off. People are like really into it. You like, you say like, I am going to get this or I will be Yeah, this. sure. I get, uh, yeah, I get that. But what, what did you, what is she clearing off? So she writes them oh, out. Oh, she writes them out. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> but so did it happen if you don't put it onto paper? I guess. I don't know. Right. I need, I need to, I don't. Anyway, mm. um, it was a full moon. So she was like, we're chanting to the moon tonight. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Good one. Sure. Good one. I was like, okay, then, you've got one. <laughs> and then, yeah, she got the kitchen di- dining chair out, put her crystals on it. And then she's like, Abby, come on. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to do this because I was still new. Like, I couldn't say no. Bold move from her. Like, really bold move. <laughs> and basically, what we had to do, we had to reach towards the moon <laughs> no. and be like, bring her something. And then we had to take the energy down to the crystals. <laughs> But she gave us. She so before she you know, she gave us a little briefing. She prepped us. She was like, "This is what I want." <laughs> so oh, so you're like her little minions. Yeah, you're yeah, all yeah, working yeah. for her. It's very for despicable her manifestations, me. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like, "Do you all get a turn?" She's like, "I want to find the lo- no, they're her crystals. I want to find the love of my life." Okay. She's like, "Yes, I penis." I was like, "Should we just say like good in bed?" She was like, "No, big specifically penis. big penis." So she doesn't actually really care about how they are. Did she give a measurement, it? or oh, she was just like, "Just big." I trust um, you, Moon. <laughs> whatever you judge is she's like good sense big. of humor. So she gave us like the list, the criteria, criteria she wanted. Yeah. Um. So we did it. I obviously couldn't take it fully seriously, so I I do feel how slightly could you take it even slightly seriously. <laughs> this is bullshit. so I was like having a sense of humor, but not as good as mine. And uh, then and then she went and got a picture of herself from her room that she picked a younger one. Um, yeah, obviously. <laughs> in hopes it might make her younger. And then my other housemate was like, "Let's manifestation 
name magic. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then she's had a UTI ever since. Oh, oh, oh that's karma. So the moon that's break. Karma, the yeah. moon was like, uh, you bitch. I'll, <laughs> I'll take your shallow request and I'll break your vagina. <laughs> she hasn't had sex since. To be fair. <laughs> If you ask for a big penis, you are going to get cystitis. Right? So it's just getting. A, it's just warning her. Yeah. She be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for. Wow. She she also says thrush. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to I'm say. I'm so it. glad I don't live with you. At one point, Abby was like, "Julia, move to London so that we can live together." And I was like, "No." <laughs> This is this is the reason I love her though, is because she's into she's all of that stuff. <laughs> but she's so funny because she's so self-aware. So like, <laughs> she's gonna listen to this and never ever tell you anything ever again. You know what? She'll be the one moving out next. <laughs> This is a new podcast, so if you're enjoying what you're hearing so far, we would really appreciate your support. To help it grow, you can hit that follow button, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at WCS Pod, uh, or the most powerful thing you can do is just tell a friend who you know who would also love it. Okay, we'll shut up now and tell you the story. I'm doing a true crime survival <laughs> story today, because you've got to stay true to your roots. This is actually the story that first got me listening to true crime podcasts. The OG. This is a origin story for me. So basically, my... Because <laughs> obviously it is always about me <laughs> at the root of it, you sure. know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but my friend told me this. I remember it, like, at a station. She told me this story and I was like, I need to listen to that. Yeah. And it turns out that was the first episode I listened to of My Favourite Murder. <gasps> so I went back and found out this week... It was only episode 33, which also, though, was when they did earlier episodes where it was a bit more, like, relaxed, less research. Okay. So they actually missed out, like, quite a lot of details. Oh, great. So I think it's worth doing again. Um, it was also an I Survived story. It's one of Karen's classics, which, annoyingly, we can't get in the UK. So this is, this is for all the UK people. If you've missed it, this is the survival story of Jennifer Morey. I'm going to give a trigger warning to attempted sexual assault... Let's be honest, that's necessary with almost every true crime survival story of a young woman. Also, if you're someone who's anxious about living alone or home intruders, this will confirm all of your fears. Um, <laughs> but it is, it's amazing. This is an incredible okay. story. Warning's done. Are well you done. ready? So professional. Are you ready, kids? I'm ready. Aye, aye, Captain. Okay. <laughs> I'm nervous. Okay. It's 1995. The year of Jumanji, Clueless, OJ's tiny little gloves, and nothing to do with Abby because she wasn't born yet. Disgusting. How old were you? Five. I was five years old. <laughs> Jennifer Morey was 25. Uh, she was a lawyer who was just kind of smashing life generally. Uh, she was managing to be very successful in a male-dominated industry at the time. She had her own apartment in a high-end complex. Ooh. She's and, doing all right. Uh, she'd just moved to Houston, I'm really panicking. Have you not heard that word before? I have, but I just panicked. I panicked. Houston, we have a problem. Abby Gardner say Houston. Houston, Houston. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I have to say it again. To begin a new job. Okay. So she'd gone out of her way to find an apartment that prioritised security, as I think most Smart. of us would. And she found a complex called the Bayou Park Apartments that had an eight foot tall fence around the perimeter, secure access, and 24-hour security guards. So, oh, Like a prison. Nice. Like a really high-end prison. Lovely. For women. Um, <laughs> so it seemed like perfectly designed yeah. to ensure women living alone didn't have to worry about intruders or whatever. On the 15th of April, Jennifer is convinced to go out for drinks and dancing at the L House with her friends. She doesn't want to go at first, but they convince her. She ends up having a great time, staying out until around midnight. She meets a young man who offers to give her a ride home and she agrees. I should also say, this is a brilliant story for the red flags. Mm. Um, if, if you don't know what that means, we have physical red flags um, and feel free to wave it whenever you see one coming, Julia. 
Oh, I will. Um, so this random stranger, he drops her off and she walks up to her building, takes the lift up to her second floor apartment, locks the door, washes her face, takes out her contact lenses, probably does like an eight step skincare so routine because she looks amazing and goes to bed. <laughs> Living the dream. Living the dream. Sun cream, too bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do, right? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I literally put sun cream on just to go to the cinema the other day. Did you? At night. You don't need to do that. I don't think I'm doing Well, I've been told you have to just wear it. Yeah, you should wear Wherever it. Wherever you leave the house now. Yes. But, but I did I think, feel like I was like, this is just a little extreme. Yeah, because how long was your journey to the cinema? Probably not that long. Well, it was all on the bus. A lot of UV on the bus. A lot of UV on the bus yeah. in the cinema. Fair. Okay, at 4am, she wakes up and kind of feels like she can't move. Oh God, I hate this already. <laughs> um, she feels a pressure on her chest, like something's pushing down on top of her. Uh, she says she was in a very sound sleep, but uh, she slowly comes to and she realises it's a person. Oh, yeah, there we go. Of course. Um, holding her down on the bed, a man is straddling her. At first, she thinks she might be dreaming. Um, he pushes on her legs and starts trying to pull off her underwear, but she's still confused. She doesn't know what's going on. All she recalls thinking about at the time was that she could feel his really rough leg hair against hers but then she brings her hands up to her neck and feels a knife being held against her throat and it's at this moment she very suddenly becomes completely lucid and her brain wakes her up with the clearest thought of this man is trying to rape me oh god so immediately she starts fighting um she screams as loud as she can she thrashes with all her strength she begs him not to hurt her um and remember she's in an apartment building right she's got a lot of neighbors yeah she is screaming as loud as she can she screams continuously at full volume her screams were so loud she woke a minimum of 15 to 20 neighbors in the building not one person (gasps) calls the emergency services no and this, sorry, this building is uh, you ha- is all women. Is it's that not right? all women. Oh, I think just all, like oh. women have chosen to live there because, because of so the safe. high security. Which is why it's crazy that you wouldn't then, if, if you hear continuous screaming, immediately be like, oh shit, something bad is yeah, happening. Yeah, like that doesn't sound good. Yeah. I should probably help. And um, secu- didn't you say there was security? Yeah. Are they not, they can't hit, they don't, they don't know. Well, there's only... It's night, so there'll probably only be, like, one person on night shift. Right, okay. But, yeah, no one. Just no one. Oh, God. During the continuous fight, she grabs his hands, and in response, he brings the knife down on the side of her face. It's a hard blow to her right cheek slash eye. And at the time, she thinks he's cut her eye out. Fucking There's an explosion of blood, which she describes as a hot waterfall just pouring out. This is the gruesome bit. Um, I love how we just dive straight into this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry, did you, did, did did you want some a, foreplay? I just wanted a bit, yeah, I wanted a bit more about Jumanji, something else that was going on at the time. I did like, my I best. Did, yeah, sorry, I didn't, I didn't think we were going straight into, okay. Neil no. asked me if all of my stories were going to include Robin Williams, and I was like, yes. <laughs> Ideally, yes. I'm going to link every story back to a Robin Williams film somehow. I can't wait for you to make a joke with a Robin Williams pun in for this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me think about it. And we'll edit it in like I just came up with it on the spot. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay so hot waterfalls of blood just pouring out her eye. Yeah. You're on board? Yeah, I'm there. I can see it. So at this point, she realises if she doesn't get this man off her, um, he has no issues. He's going to kill her. Yeah. Right? Um, So it doesn't matter how much her eye is hurting. She's not going to let him rape her. She's not going to let him kill her. She's like... I'm not that's not gonna happen um she's still screaming she tries to barter with him really believing that she can convince him to stop but his response Jennifer shut up he knows her name oh my god he knows her name exactly so yeah I I I wrote want to guess why that's so disturbing but yeah um on the nose he knows her name which means she must know this person in some way um but it's pitch black and although she tries to take in her attacker's appearance, all she can see is his outline and hair. 
Um, she, she describes as short and straight. So oh, not even distinctive. Basic. Oh. Basic. Can't even have. Doesn't cut it down. No. Um, she tries to recognise his voice, but can't. The man then puts the knife back to her throat and slits it. Although she hadn't thought about the next step previously, this is the first time she thinks, I'm going to die. Yeah. Um, she's still determined not to, but with all the blood loss, she begins to physically lose her fight. He tells her not to look at him anymore or he'll kill her. So now choosing to take the more like submissive approach for survival, okay. do what you're told. Mm. Um, she does what he says, turns over and closes her eyes. Um, so he then grabs her hair, drags her out of bed across the floor and throws her into the bathroom. But... This is now when things start to turn around because during the epic fight Jennifer has put up, he's dropped his knife. (sighs) Jennifer knows this is her chance. So when he goes back to the bedroom to retrieve it, she amazingly manages to think and move quickly enough to slam the bathroom door shut. But she quickly realizes this bathroom door doesn't have a lock. Okay. Hate that. My friend's bathroom door doesn't close. That's isn't horrifying. That, isn't it? So I have to, every time I'm around their house, I have to be like, I'm going to the toilet now, everybody who's in the house. Like, you just have to have like a theme tune. Right? Yeah. Just like playing <laughs> when you're in there. That's horrible. Why haven't they fixed it's that? It's so tense. I don't go around I think much. If, if you don't have a bathroom door that works or locks, you shouldn't have guests. I agree. I agree. I think that should be a rule. Rule one. Yeah, no parties at your house. God, imagine um, a party. That'd be disgusting. <laughs> sorry back to the horrible horrible <laughs> attempted murder yeah, sorry Julia can you stop lightening <laughs> the mood so she's in the she's in the toilet let's bring it back down so she's in a toilet her throat slit she thinks her eyes been cut out bathroom door doesn't lock um so she can't even get any privacy yeah she knows she doesn't have the strength to hold this door shut stood up Mm. so she sinks to the ground she wedges her body sat down between the door and the bathtub so her back's against the door and she presses her feet up against the tub Mm -hmm. with her legs outstretched yeah she pushes as hard as she can against the man now banging against the other side of the door she grabs a roll of toilet paper and presses it against her neck to stem the bleeding so i'd say that's item number one for the survival toolkit, yes. Good. Well done, you remembered Thank what it was you. called. Yeah. <laughs> the survival toolkit. Yes. Not the survival kit or the toolkit or the, the kit for survival, the survival toolkit. Is that clear? Is yeah. everybody clear on you, what it's called? If we use any of those words in future, you know what we mean. But, um, but Neil will tell us yeah. off. Because <laughs> it's up. a survival toolkit. Tool kit. So, roll of toilet paper okay. up against the neck to stem the bleeding. Um, then... It all goes quiet. That's scarier. That's scarier than banging, I think, is this yeah, the absence like, of noise. What on earth's going on yeah. now? Um, she puts her ear against the door and she can hear the man now walking around her apartment, rummaging through her belongings. No, thank you. And then there's the sound that she still remembers to this day. The sound of him zipping up his trousers. Oh. The front door opening and then shutting. But has he left? Oh my God. <laughs> okay, how long do you wait in the toilet? Right? So, uh, this is the thing. Has he opened and closed it from the inside and is now just waiting for her to come out and attack again? Or has he actually gone? Um, so she waits, she listens, and she basically has to just make a decision yeah. on whether she's going to go out and risk it or stay put. But if she stays put, she'll bleed out. Oh God, yeah. So, she's like... Well, you know, nothing to lose, really. Um, She takes her back away from the door and tries to open it. She can't, however, open the door. Because she has pushed so hard against the door, Mm. it's now jammed. Oh, God. And because her hands are covered in blood, they are too slippery. And so she can't get a grip on the door. This is like when you've like moisturised and then you try and like open the door. And you know when it's a round handle as well. You get no purchase on that. I get stuck in my bedroom all the time. You got a round handle. Every time I body butter, I'm just like, well, I'm stuck here for the day. Um, 
apparently um this was on the my favorite murder episode but like mm. i said this was back when they didn't really do their research so much <laughs> so and also because i haven't been able to watch the i survived mm. all of my info has come from articles or other podcasts telling the story and i've tried to merge everything so that you get everything in one okay. place but i haven't been able to watch the i survived episode so i don't feel like i have like heard it firsthand from her mm. so i can't confirm everything but apparently she said in the episode um that she actually laughed at this point because she was like i survived the attack but i'm now going to bleed to death because i can't open the bathroom door and it is kind of slapstick the idea of her like slipping all over the bathroom it's just like the door that a moment ago you were like why don't you have a fucking lock yeah it's yeah, now like yeah. oh you want me to lock bitch i'll <laughs> yeah. fucking lock yeah so oh, um, this is so i'm sweating this we, is so oh, stressful okay so um she was planning to try and open the door quietly obviously try mm. and kind of like creep out not bring any attention to herself but now because it's jammed she just has to continuously and very loudly yank at it luckily though with enough persistence she does manage to jerk it open mm. and crawl out despite the noise still no one has come to help because obviously at this point you're like, I'm in an apartment building. I've been screaming. Yeah. Where are the police? Why has no one called the police? Yeah. Um, it's still pitch black. She doesn't know if he's still in there. Um, and if you remember from way back at the start, I left you a little treasure that you Ooh. probably didn't pick up on. Um, but to make matters worse, she's taken out her contact lenses. <gasps> oh, no. So everything is blurry. Um, she feels around in the darkness for a light switch, uh, but when she finds it and presses it, nothing happens. Also, she thinks she's one eye down at this point, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. She so, thinks, like, she thinks she has one blurry eye. It's pitch black. She finds the light switch. She switches it. It's still pitch black. Oh, God. No lights turn on. For a moment, she thinks maybe she's missed, like, a power bill or something. Um, but then she finds her landline. Cut. Luckily, though, she had a secret weapon. 1995. What was still pretty rare? A pager. No, that wouldn't have been that rare. A mobile phone. A mobile phone! I love that you went pager first. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really are old. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> she had a secret weapon the attacker didn't know about. Um, so... Jennifer had been provided with a mobile phone by her employer. So most people didn't have yeah. mobile phones at this point just to hand, but she had been given one by her employer. She found it. She went back into the bathroom. She called 911. Should we add a phone to the survival toolkit? An, an, a 90s A 90s one. work A big phone. brick. Or, uh, you know, you, you thought a pager would be better, so... <laughs> I mean, without a phone, a pager is kind of useless. <laughs> so maybe a phone. I genuinely don't know how pages work. Oh, God. But I know they all have them in Jure's Anatomy. <laughs> they have them where? <laughs> in Jure's Anatomy. Oh. Have you not watched that? <laughs> it's a good show. It's really underrated. Everyone's always going on about Grey's, but I'm telling you. Yeah, it's the next best Jure's yeah. is the, the OG. Um, it's, it's up there. I'd say so far we've got Toilet Roll or 90s. Well, I think the Toilet Roll would have would only have serviced you for so long. She's That's still true. bleeding she out. She still had to leave the bathroom. It's soaking through that roll, whether you like it or not. Yeah. But the phone, if it's charged, we're good well, to go. This is the thing. Like, obviously, a phone's a good idea, but phones let you down. Yeah. But in this case, it doesn't. And so. also, early phones, a lot their more battery lasted yeah. years. I think actually adding a specifically 90s phone is a good idea. Yeah. We should a, all a just carry phone. 90s phones anyway for Everyone safety. Everyone should just have like a burner Nokia. Yeah. Yeah. Who's she ringing? 911 Ghostbusters <laughs> just, just her ex like come round I know we haven't spoken in a while I'm really, but I'm really scared and I miss you <laughs> that's who I'd call oh gosh so no the dispatcher who picks up was a man called Richard Everett he had just started his shift and it was his first shift ever oh god so we're in good hands great Actually, you probably are in quite good hands because I bet yeah, actually, he's, he's read the handbook. Fresh. Jennifer doesn't scream or yell on the 911 call. Um, she just sounds in complete shock. I listened to the tiniest bit. Yeah. I didn't really want to listen to it, but I was surprised actually. I thought it was going to be like horrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, if you don't listen to like the words she's saying, she could have just been like, 
Mm. Oh, someone like took my handbag. Oh, really? Like she's she sounds quite calm. She's obviously not. Like I think she's just in shock, but she's not. She's not screaming or yelling or freaking out. She's just like. I suppose you just happened. You really have to get your point across, don't you? So you you probably. But I think also she's just low energy. She doesn't want to waste any energy at this point. Right. She says, "Please help me. This guy just tried to cut my throat." And Richard says. Mum? Well, actually, he's American. Ma'am? Oh, I thought you said mum. No. I realised <laughs> that, that you? Like, well, I, was, I, was, like, I wasn't going to do an accent at a time like this, but actually, it turns out to be quite necessary. He's like, ma'am? Because, oh, like, that's kind of a crazy thing to yeah, open your first shift with. Um, she says, there's blood everywhere. I'm covered in blood. He knew my name. I don't know who it was. I know I locked the door. I don't know how he got in the apartment. Uh, Richard does everything he can really to just keep her calm. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of like, just calm down. It's going to be okay. Uh, she asks for his name. He says, my name is Richard. She says, I'm sorry, I'm calming down. And he responds, there you go. You're doing fine right now. You're doing fine. The fact she is apologizing though. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm calming down, babe. You be as stressed as you like. Okay. I'm here for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but he does seem to reassure her that everything's going to be okay now and they wait together for the police to arrive. However, around 10 minutes into the phone call, it's been 10 minutes. Where are the police? Where is the security in this building? Well, 10 minutes into the phone call, there's a knock at the door. No, 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 he's not back. (laughs) Believing the police have finally arrived, Jennifer tells Richard and crawls to the front door, but Richard urgently stops her. He is tracking the attending team on his screen and can clearly see that the police have not arrived yet. He says, don't answer the door right now. This is in the transcript. Good job, Dickie. Well done. She calls through the locked apartment door, hello. And then you hear her telling Richard, they said it's security. Uh, She shouts through the door again, what's your name? And Richard asks if she can see through the peephole, but she responds, I haven't got my contacts in. I can't see anything in focus. As I said at the start, this apartment building does have really strict security. Yeah. They actually employed an outside security company called Pinkerton. And the person at the door was claiming to be a Pinkerton security guard called Brian Gibson. So although they're like, that most likely is security, Mm. Richard is still like, let's just wait. Mm. Brian says that he has just been attacked by the guy jumping off Jennifer's second floor balcony and he's asking if she's okay, asking to let him in. He says he's first aid trained and can help her. Um, He won't go away. He keeps knocking. He says he has his badge. He can identify himself um, and he just wants to make sure she's okay. Richard is still saying no. He says, this is a quote, Jennifer, if you don't know who this is on the other side, do not open the door. Okay. But obviously it's been like 15 minutes now. And Jennifer Where the just wants help. Do you yeah. know what I mean? She she wants to open the door. She's losing a lot of blood. She doesn't want to pass out before the police get there. This guy is saying he knows CPR. He has his badge. Um, but Richard is like, just keep talking. Keep listening to the sound of my voice. He says, I'm watching the police drive down your street right now. They are three minutes away. Just hold on for three more minutes. Oh my God, um, so tense. The knocking is getting more frantic. Um, and she just can't trust anyone at this point. Um, but then she hears the sirens. Ugh. Rich is like, can you hear that? They're here or they're there. Um, you're going to be fine. Keep that door shut. And then the knocking stops. Brian's fucked off. <gasps> it was him. Now we're going to swap to this perspective of the police officers. Oh, hold on. <laughs> you're just going to leave what? me hanging? Yeah. So, okay. It's called storytelling, Julia. Uh, okay, fine. Lock it up. Mm. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. So they arrive. They are met by the security guard. It is the genuine security guard on shift. Brian. Uh, that night, and he is called Brian Gibson. Okay. Um, so that was all true. He is an absolute mess, though. Um, he's bleeding from his right hand, blood on his face and uniform, and he tells the police the same story he told Jennifer. He says that he saw the attacker jump down from Jennifer's second floor balcony. They got into a fight. He struggled him to the ground, but the perpetrator got away and ran off into the woods into a field over on the other side. But he didn't see where he'd gone. Okay. They're like, okay. Uh, some of the police go straight to Jennifer, where she finally opens the door with the last ounce of her energy and immediately collapses. Though she does hear within the commotion um, that a security guard has been injured. The other officers go to check out this woodland the attacker has gone into. Um, but what do they find? There is no trail into the woods. It is the very early hours of the morning, so the grass is dewy. And that means there would be a clear trail mm. if someone had run through it. So they're like, let's just put that security guard in a room. Let's just like make sure we know where he is because something's off. Yeah. Jennifer is taken to the hospital and undergoes surgery where they save her eye and tell her that her jugular vein was missed by millimeters, but she's going to recover. So with Jennifer now safe and out of the apartment, the police go and investigate the crime scene. There is blood everywhere mm. ceiling walls bathroom is a mess oh but like easy to clean at least <laughs> it's nice of him to, <laughs> to choose the tiled room sure. um the carpet in the bedroom however just no chance Burn it. um they find in the room a pair of men's underwear a belt the weapon used and a pinkerton security <sighs> hat Suspicious. <laughs> Let's clip that Do you for remember, future episodes. <laughs> remember that quality storytelling I was talking about? Mm, suspicious. There wasn't like a um, a name badge with Brian on it, was there? <laughs> no, just, oh. just a hat. But so obviously they're like, let's go back and see Brian. Mm. Let's go chat to Brian. Let's re-interview him. Um, and they ask him to take his shirt off. He's like, hey, no, I'm the victim here. Like, I was attacked too. And they're like, take your shelf. Okay, Brian. Take your freaking shelf, mate. Yeah. He has scratches all over his body. He's not wearing underwear. <laughs> and he's shaved his pubic hair. <gasps> Why? Because that means no pubes, no hairs left behind. Yeah. Though he didn't shave his legs. Oh, he's a pervert. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I love if they went back to look at the underwear and his name was like sewn into the probably. underwear. Probably. Like there was a hundred percent of shit stains, you know what I mean? Like hundred percent skid marks. Oh, God. He's all over that. Um, oh, and also, uh-oh, where's his hat? Uh, 
They arrest him instantly. I think I know. Yeah. I think I know where his hat is. Why would you leave that behind? <laughs> Why wear it to a crime? <laughs> <laughs> Pop that off yeah, before you go we in. Yeah, he has hair. He doesn't need yeah, to wear a hat. exactly. Okay. Turns out, 26-year-old Brian Wayne Gibson, the security guard, wasn't the model employee. Um, it goes back. He started work at Pinkerton in 1992, and during his three-year employment, he had been removed from two separate assignments for getting into arguments with clients. He was finally reassigned to Jennifer's apartment after a client complained he'd used their vehicle without permission, and instead of firing him or pressing charges, he was transferred to the night shift at Bayou Park, where many young women lived alone. He wow. used his moment... Um, use his moment? That's bad writing for me. But anyway, he used his moment sure. um, <laughs> as an on-duty security guard to break in and attempt to rape and murder Jennifer. But did not succeed. Um, police were convinced, though, that if Jennifer had opened that door, he would have killed her and picked up all the things he'd left behind. Mm. My one question, though, that I could not find the answer to, so it's actually like, really unsatisfying to even bring it up, mm. but... Please do. <laughs> ...was the fact that she'd locked her door and he managed to get in because he's security, I yeah. assume. Yeah. But then later, and why he, is why he asking to be let in? Why can't he get in? Maybe he'd left the key as well. Maybe he need yeah. <laughs> his key was in his pants. His key was in the hat, yeah. yeah. Maybe he needs her to believe, although you would just do it, Maybe the you? hat was the key. That's why you brought <laughs> wow. it. High tech. Just like a scan the hat. Yeah. It's 1995. Tech is on the rise. <laughs> okay. It was all about hat keys in 1995, oh, let it? me tell you. Oh, okay. Hat key. I wonder why they died out. <laughs> Security guards kept breaking in. That is a really good point, though. Why didn't he just open the door to get back in? Yeah, I could not find the answer. He, maybe, maybe he had genuinely whatever he used, had he'd left it. Yeah. He was given 20 years for a conviction of attempted murder and or aggravated burglary with intent to commit sexual assault. Um, but unfortunately, only 20 years means, yeah, he is probably now out no way unless he's done something else which well you know he yes. didn't he didn't seem like a good guy so he probably has 20 years doesn't sound in america can you you know here you obviously if you, you can halve your sentence effectively if you have good behavior in yeah. prison you're gonna that, ask that me same a question about Sorry. american law right now do you know you're not who's gonna know the answer oh. to that <laughs> This is not an expertise podcast. Sorry, I thought um, thought you would would have known. This is uh, an enthusiast podcast. Yeah. Because if that's true, ten years is nothing. I think he did do the full twenty, but obviously it was nineteen ninety five, and um, you're a I'm, lot older I'm than proof that <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I do find it mad that like attempted murder is get so much less yeah. than murder. Yeah. I think it should be more. It should be like, not you only failed. did you, yeah, not only did you try and murder, you were also like shit at it. Mm. So like, we're like, I think you should get a double punishment. No, that's, that would encourage. I, agree. I think it should be as much as murder. I think it should be as much though. Yeah, like, I agree. Just, just cause you're bad at it doesn't mean you weren't trying to do Especially that. Especially if you cut someone's throat. There's nothing more attempted murdery than that. And is then there? came back to finish the job. Yeah. Like full intent. Yeah. But back to Jennifer, shall we? Yeah, okay. Yeah. How's she doing? Um, well, not great. Oh. It was pretty pretty traumatic. <laughs> yeah. Maybe even the worst case scenario. Um, police visited Jennifer after the attack to tell her she'd put up one hell of a fight. Nice. Apparently they were like, girl, girl, you put up one hell of a fight, little missy. Um, <laughs> not at all patronising. I told you her accents were amazing. <laughs> Um, and once she'd recovered, uh, she returned to the apartment only to retrieve her belongings and move out. Though she was a lawyer, uh, Maury hopped around from job to job, taking positions at temporary agencies that she was overqualified for, as is the case with many survivors of violent crimes. The trauma continued to resurface. Mm. But with enough time, she began to rebuild her life. In 1998, three years later, she filed a lawsuit against the security company and was awarded an undisclosed amount. You know it's big when it's undisclosed. The same year that she won her lawsuit, she opened her own family practice in Fort Worth 
and met the man who would soon become her husband. And who do you think attended that wedding? Richard! Richard Everett, of course! And Jennifer and Richard Everett, the man who told her not to open the door to her murderer, still remain friends to this day. And she saved a dance for him at the wedding. Oh, that's lovely. Really, his career must have been downhill from there. That was his first shift. Yeah, you can't beat that, can you? (laughs) He was... Retire. Retire then. Do you know what I mean? Um, She continues to practice law and has gone from being the victim of a hideous, almost fatal encounter to a trustworthy name in carrying out civil law to help others. She went on to become the Director of Trauma Support Services of North Texas in 2011 and remains a loyal victim's advocate to this day. And, wow. that, and that is the story of Jennifer Morey oh. and, and Richard Everett. Oh, I love that it ends in a friendship. Right? That's lovely. I mean, you'd be bonded for life, wouldn't yeah. you? That oh is my quite God. something. Imagine if he'd been like, yeah, open the door. Like, how bad would you feel? But that's your, trust your gut feeling. Yeah. He was like, don't like this. Don't do it. Don't like the vibe. Yeah. Don't do it. I, firstly, excellently told. Thanks. Well told. Well done. That was a great job. Um, I haven't got much to compete I, with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, I just fucking went savage. I just went how you delivered that sentence. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I was convinced that the killer was pretending to be Brian. I you know. really sold that very well. I wrote it like that, didn't I? Good job. Well done. I tried to like hold you off knowing it was the security guard for as long as possible. Well, you did because then you know you how did a Jennifer great job. felt. Yeah, what a! I mean, so many decisions that she had to make to survive. She could have died so many times in that story. Yeah, she could still be in the bathroom. Yeah, like you can see why I got oh hooked God. on true crime from that story. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> That's a good introduction. That's a brilliant introduction. Yeah. So, okay, what are you putting in the survival toolkit? <laughs> well done. Well remembered. <laughs> so so far, what have we got? We've got the toilet roll. We've sort toilet of dismissed. Roll. 90s mobile phone. 90s long lasting. <laughs> Richard. Oh, we, can't, we can't put people. That's a rule we've set. You can't I put think people. The, I think then the phone is the thing it's that kind did of it. The, the main thing mm. is that she had a phone. With a bloody long battery, I bet. And probably Snake. Do you remember Snake? Are you? No, I remember uh, Snake. I oh, do, you do? Yeah, 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 really? yeah. I used to play it on my mum's phone. What was your first phone? Actually, it was like a brick because I got a hand-me-down from my sister. So it was like a brick, but I put a like plastic case on it that you could press a button and it would flip open. Ooh. So it was like I could convince myself I had a flip phone. But then my first like own one, I think, was a Samsung flip Hold phone. Hold on. So it wasn't actually a flip phone. No, it, it just, just had a little extra. It was, it was like, it was, <laughs> it was just like, you know, business in the front pie when you open it. Like, so right. it like covered the keyboard. Oh, and, and then you press a button and it'd be like, ping, here's your keyboard. Oh, that's fun. That's very like Barbie Playhouse mobile phone, isn't it? Yeah. And I had no one to text. I so. was going to say, was it a real phone? Or? <laughs> no, it was. I played Snake on it. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. That was basically all I did. Do you remember when you could like make your own um, ringtones? And you had to, oh my God, you're so young. <laughs> so back in the old I, days. My, I think my first ringtone was um, Amarillo by Peter PK. Kay. <laughs> That was my first thing. God, I bet that was annoying. And I, uh, I played it all night long on my one night of my life of camping when I was part of Scouts. Oh, just a long history of survival. Just a long history of being not like other girls. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, everybody, you need to listen to this song. It is oh, so God. good. <laughs> Sorry, you made your own. Um, yeah, you used to have to, you'd get like the notes and then you'd have to type them in to your phone. Yeah, it was What, and it would just read it out? On. Like, like play it like a, like how music works. <laughs> how do you write out you know, music? You know, with It was kind of like coding, wasn't it? Like you, you had to, it was coding before coding. Um, you had like You a, knew we actually had so many skills. I was scouts, you were a coder. Right? <laughs> A Nokia 3310 code. Not at all. Um, We're basically... Oh, I forgot the film. Can't be that quick. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven! Hey. But, like, they did the girl one recently. Was it Seven? Ocean's Seven? The numbers go down. <laughs> Shouldn't the numbers go up? <laughs> Isn't that Ocean's Thirteen? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see it. 
I, anyway. I start a lot of sentences and I can't finish Julia. Yeah. All right, let's get used Perfect to that. Perfect for a podcast. Unless, unless Neil's going to edit it out, we're going to have a lot of that. Just trailing off. Just me starting <laughs> jokes I can't finish. Okay. Just clip that up. If we could clip that up, that'd be great. Um, yeah, you used to get like the... Each key had its own tone. Mm-hmm. And so you got told like which keys to press. Yeah. It'd be like, I don't know, uh, five three seven two you know and then you put it all in and then it plays it and that's like coding is it it's actually harder than coding coding is just like ones and zeros this is way more numbers than that so (laughs) i mean i don't want to say i'm better than the coders but kind of that is what i'm saying wow yeah so so um isn't it funny that now it used to be also sorry i could talk about phones you just keep going um we don't do ringtones anymore used to be big business ringtones i feel bad for the people with Shares do you remember ringtones. message message oh yeah. <laughs> yeah oh god i bet you had all the annoying things did you have crazy frog as well <laughs> i don't remember i did have everything annoying yeah i though. bet yeah <laughs> oh we got through it well done the first dark one of the of the pod um okay so now is the time we hear from you guys at home, we've got our listener stories. Julia looks stressed. I'm just making them bigger so I can read it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Do you need to get your glasses? Super depressing. Or? I actually should have brought my glasses yet, but okay. um, we're not doing that. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Hit me with the listener stories. Okay. So our first listener story is from Agnes. And uh, they say, hi, Abby and Julia. Genuine near-death experience. Well, I'm glad it's a genuine one. Yeah. Not one of those pretend ones. (laughs) Yeah. Hate those. Waiting on the corner outside my flat when a truck with a broken down black cab uh, strapped to it. Sorry, I'll say that again. Okay. Genuine near-death experience waiting on the corner outside my flat when a truck with a broken down black cab strapped to... Ooh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Imagine if that happened during your story. <laughs> a red flag itself just fell. What is that telling me about this? Oh, God. That's a bad omen. That is a bad omen. Genuine red flag. I'll just hold it. Okay. As it drove past, uh, as it drove past me, the taxi's back door swung fully <gasps> open at head height. No, missing my throat by two inches. What, uh, she, got, she got a ruler out <laughs> at that moment. Just roughly. One sec. I think this is going to be a on. good story one day. Yeah. <laughs> Want to be accurate? Um, a woman screamed. <laughs> <laughs> The truck pulled over because he thought he'd decapitated me. Yeah. Ironically, I was only there because I was waiting for a black cab. <laughs> well, it came. And I take a lot of cabs, so this would have been an incredibly on-brand way to die. Well, that's that's something. Isn't it? Is that the end? That's the end. She's just fine. That's the story. Wow. Yeah. I do. It does terrify me sometimes when things kind of overlap on the pavement. I feel like a few times I've nearly been taken out by like a bus wing mirror. When things over... Oh, I see. Yeah. When they're like just too kind of far... They're a bit too big for the road. Yeah. Like yeah. a few times I've had like a... I'm surprised not more people are decapitated by bus wing mirrors. Those bendy buses freak me out. Bendy buses? Yeah. <laughs> oh God, are they not a thing anymore? Jesus Christ. You know, bendy... Like they bend in the middle. That's a tube. No. <laughs> You get buses. That's a cycle district line. Or you used to get buses that have like... Do you mean trams? No, buses. Full buses. See, there you go. Oh. With like an accordion in the middle. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. It's How actually... on earth can you keep control of the back? That's like a slinky dog. It's just, <laughs> just fanning like, out. <laughs> that seems like an awful idea. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's just confirmed a fear I already have. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, ready for the next one? Yeah. All right, this one's from Emma. Hi, guys. Okay, this is a story of a mistaken kidnapping and how I survived the wrath of my my worried family. Fun. Yeah. The wrath of family. 
is got to be worse than anything else. I got in so much trouble once when I went to like the corner shop and park and then like stayed but didn't text anyone. Oh god. My family genuinely thought I was Was this last week? (laughs) No, they genuinely couldn't care anymore. They do not answer my calls. Since I've moved out, they just genuinely don't give a shit. They're living their best life. Oh, good for them. Thanks. In 2018, I travelled to Costa Rica on my own. Well, that's my red flag, number one. (laughs) There we go. Uh, So I set up an emergency SOS on my phone. When you pressed the button... uh, Sorry. When you pressed the on button three times fast, the phone sent your GPS location, a 20-second voice recording, and a photograph to your emergency contacts, i.e. my mum, dad, and sister. What would you make your voice recording? Help me, please. Help, I'm dying, help. (laughs) No, I'd make mine all of the people who have wronged me just so they feel bad. Mm, Yeah. I'd be like, this is your fault. And then just like lift off, list off You know when people think about their Oscar acceptance speech? Yeah. Do you, and they think like all the people they'd thank. It's the same speech. It's just Just all the people I've wronged that have wronged me. Same, good. It's my drama teacher, Mrs. Bailey. (laughs) Polly, I hate you. Um... And then just a string keep of comedians. It in, keep it in. I don't <laughs> care. Sorry, Polly. I'm sure you're fine. <laughs> you're a fucking bitch. <laughs> can I tell you a story about Polly? No. No. Oh, okay. Oh no, I said can I? Oh, sorry. Yeah, go on. Neil's I think you said seriously. Like, <laughs> how powerful is this woman? <laughs> Real gnome. <laughs> So, tell me the story. She directed an Amdram production. I. How did I know? How did I know the origin of this story was going to have something to do with amateur dramatics? Good night, Mr. Tom. Great, good. And I was in the cast. I was a child. Mm -hmm. I'd like to just. um, I didn't think you were going to be Mr. Tom. Really (laughs) clarify. God, this feels so good to get this off my chest. I've only talked about this in therapy. Um, and I, obviously, as a child, you do Amdram for fun, right? Mm. Yeah, for like a good, some good time having. Yeah. Um, and we were doing like a rehearsal and I was at the side of the room having a little chat, right? Making people laugh. Because I didn't know at that time. She can't I, turn it off. I just can't turn it off. <laughs> I'm an entertainer. I'm a born entertainer. What can I say? I like to make sure everybody's having a good time. For sure. Um, she screams at me. And she is basically, she berates me. And then the girl who's like doing the scene on stage, an, another adult, is her sister. And she goes, just because you will never be as good an actor as her. Ooh. to a child right and i'm at side stage like whoa and then all the other act the all the other adults in the room do nothing i'm so confused as to nothing. where this beef has come from. like why she's annoyed she was just jealous because i was funnier than her is it because you were talking whilst they were trying to be yeah because right, i was having okay. a little chat side of stage right. and so they were like how dare you and you were like how oh, Dare you. Right, okay. And I'm drunk. Rehearsal. I couldn't even sit just because you will never be as good as my sister. Who I'd like to say doesn't have her own podcast right now. (laughs) (laughs) And then next was the bomb shelter scene. So we're all huddling in the bomb shelter and I obviously start to cry because I'm pathetic. Oh, just, you're a method actor, you're really getting into the scene. No, I was really upset and embarrassed and quite <laughs> mortified at what had just happened. Because <laughs> I'd just been called a bad actor, how dare she? Age 13. <laughs> so, so, but like, it was a good time to cry because I was like head down in a bomb shelter and then I'm yeah. just like crying surrounded let me say again by adults who do nothing say nothing i mean and it's only scary it's only like since that i look back and i'm like that's crazy Mm. and i have genuinely promised for my whole life that i'm like if i ever won an award i'd be like who's a big man now polly (laughs) (laughs) which maybe means that she still won but she yeah she, (laughs) she was looking for um what's the word uh, alumni to write about being there in that Amdram. Does she still? Is she still Company? part of the Amdram? Because if of she is, she is. Abby, you've won. You've absolutely. Won. Thank you, dear. I think not being a part. I just of want that... her to know that. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, but she like 
my sister told me she like wrote to my sister who's an ecologist being like oh we're looking for like alumni to say like where they are now and like have your like success stories and whatever and yeah. Emily's like well I, I only perform like risk assessments at rhythm sides <laughs> <laughs> um, and she has the amateur dramatics hasn't really hasn't, helped me but she, like I'm the, one of the only ones that's like in the performing industry and she has not messaged me because I bet she knows wow so that's my survival story and nemesis number one on my list of nemesises. Okay. Nemesis. I should really know. I have a lot. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> okay, Emma. So, I don't know if you remember Emma. No. <laughs> She's travelled to Costa Rica. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, on SOS her own. signal. She's got an SOS There's signal. There's a voice note. 20-second <laughs> voice recording and a photograph. I actually think that's an incredible idea. Like, I had no idea that you could do yeah, that. Yeah, I know. We need to set that up after. That's really good, yeah. Unless this goes badly for her and maybe that's going to tell well, us yeah, why well, we shouldn't. Let's see. So, yeah, 20 second voice recording and a, f- a photograph to your emergency contact, i.e. my mum. The photograph. Oh, don't I have a whole bill on this. Is that whatever your phone can see yeah, like a at the real. time? Or is it like just your... No, I think it's like a be real. Oh, okay. So it's like, this is where they are. Right. That's That or makes like, more sense clue. than just like your profile pic. But then like, <laughs> if it's in your pocket though, it's just going to be like Yeah, your exactly. Pocket. Unfortunately... My on button wasn't much of a team player and liked to do its own thing. <laughs> She's got a rogue on button. One day I was Sunday. Is it just an off button? <laughs> <laughs> she is. One See, day. Just can't turn it off. Cannot turn it off. You're jealous, aren't I'm you? I'm so sorry, Emma. Um, you've sorry. sent us a story. I'm so sorry, Emma. It's taking you time to type it up. And we're really just shitting all over it. I'm so sorry. Hello. <laughs> I'll finish my glass of urine and it's really hit. Kicking in. Julia mixed these drinks, so... <laughs> hey, don't blame the drinks. <laughs> no, okay. it's just my personality. <laughs> oh, God. Should, okay. I, should I go? No, no. no. Emma. Right, Ooh. Emma. She's sunbathing. She tried to... T- <laughs> fucking hell. Right, I can do this. I was sunbathing and tried to turn my overheated phone back on to take a shameless selfie. Yes. But, she's written, which I really appreciate, three U's, but the button stuck. Oh. So I got mad with it and <laughs> threw it in my bag. Uh, yeah, that's my go-to yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Also, how annoying when your phone overheats. Oh my God, mine does it all the time. I genuinely in my... don't think I've ever been anywhere hot Really? Enough. When I put it on the like side on my car when I'm driving, I've got a little position where I like uh, to put it in my car. And it, the, it's so annoying. Anyway. Life's hard, isn't it? It's you? so hard. Oh yeah. my God, isn't it hard when your phone overheats? Oh, oh. poor me. Um, so the button's stuck. She's getting mad with it. She throws it in her bag uh, so it could have a long, hard think about what it had done. Cut to a few hours later and I had sunstroke. <laughs> so really the joke's on you, Emma. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the phone's like... <laughs> um, Night out, it feels bad. So passed out in my room uh, and forgot to turn my phone back on. Mm. Woke up another few hours later and turned my phone on to find 68 missed calls from my family. Oh, no. Of course, I had accidentally set off the SOS <laughs> message when I got mad at it earlier. Mm-hmm. My sister was at a party. And she had made her friends turn off the music <laughs> and sit in silence <laughs> till she heard I was safe. Oh my God. Why doesn't she just leave? Yeah. Bring what? the police, maybe. She's just like, no, the whole party has to stop for me. I can't go. I can't leave the party and just go home. I'll be honest. That sounds like a full Abby Clark move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't get invited to parties. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> no, I never uh, did. I was too busy with Amdram. Yeah. And look at you now. Um, So she's at a party. She's making everybody miserable until they know that she's safe. My mum had a breakdown and my dad, an ex-police officer, had already... (gasps) taken. Yeah. Had already contacted Interpol and they had found my location and were on their way. Oh, no. Interpol, don't fuck around. Like, that's when you... That's like big... That's a big deal. I'm surprised they weren't like... Um, it didn't help my case that I found it all incredibly funny. 
as have we, Emma. And in my defense, the voice recording they received was of the German girls giggling on the sun lounger next to me. And the photo was my sweaty moon face looking really mad and disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Needless to say, I'm still not forgiven. So they thought you'd been kidnapped by Germans? Yeah. (laughs) What war film do I think this is? So it's a voice note of like what's happening at that moment. Yeah. You don't get to choose yeah. your final words. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Polly. I, I thought it was like a, um, what do you bury in the ground? Time, time capsule. I thought it was like a time capsule. Like, you just get to pick your, your favourite you photo. How you want to be remembered. <laughs> your final word, your favourite song. What they use for the uh, the article in the newspaper. Or oh like yeah, the, you know I want to yeah. pick that picture. <laughs> yeah. I have a whole bit on it. <laughs> Um, Okay, needless to say, I am still not forgiven and I've been given a pre-departure lecture every time I've been travelling since. Do you know what would have helped that? What's that? A 90s mobile phone. Because you can't do the SOS thing. Yeah. Yeah, You just have to die. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, but like it wouldn't have the the rubbish on-off button that gets locked. Oh, yeah. It probably wouldn't get overheated. It wouldn't get overheated. Overheating was not a thing until smartphones. You're right. You're right, Abby. Okay, if you've got a story that Abby can <laughs> hijack, um, you, <laughs> and you can, all do. There I, we go. Yeah. I can find a way with any story. Yeah, somehow she will steer it back to amateur dramatics. It will link. It will. Uh, I've done a lot of productions. Please, please send us your worst case scenarios to help at wcspod.com or DM us. We still do that? DM us. Yeah, but email would be preferable. Uh, yeah, email's best. Also, make sure you follow us online where we are going to be posting pictures to go along with every episode. You'll get some some fun little clips of our faces if you want to see what they look like. Um, and make sure you don't lo- lose. <laughs> Just don't lose. Um, make sure you don't miss an episode. So, yeah. Hope you survive another week. This has been Worst Case Scenario. Goodbye. Bye. Get attacked by an angry shark. Stuck up a mountain in the dark. Pushed off the top of a big landmark. Hit by lightning in your local park. Caught in the downpour of acid rain. Struck by a meteor or a train. A proton beam passing through your brain. Attacked by that angry shark again. Hear how they survive. Trampled by a herd of buffalo Chased with an axe by your new friend Joe Buried alive in a pile of snow The worst case scenario Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.